Blog Talk Radio. This is Leslie Gist um, of the Gist of Freedom with the Black History Tours. Um, we're here to talk about the Heritage Tour. I have Dr. Sherry Dupree on the line. Dr. Dupree, could you please describe to the audience what we're doing and why we're doing it? Uh, yes, we are doing an African-American tour, and this tour is being sponsored by UNESCO TST, which is the Transatlantic Slave Trade, also the state of Florida, Times uh, Force members, also uh, black colleges within the state of Florida. And we're working together to infuse African-American history into our classes. And we are infusing it into all subject fields by curriculum and by lesson plans. Right. And the purpose of the tour is to introduce us to sites that we have not been familiar with and to help us to incorporate that information into uh, use for the state of Florida. Could you tell us um, and describe the demographics as, as to as um, who is on this tour? Okay. Um, we have Representative Geraldine Thompson, Florida Representative Geraldine Thompson with us. Uh, we have, I'm at the uh, Harry T. Moore Museum, and we have Wanda Barton, and we also have Annette Siki, and she is with the Florida Task Force and UNESCO. Aren't there young people that are on the buses with you? Yes, we do have youth. We have a total of 15 youth, high school, middle, and a few elementary students. Most of these are honor students, are students of uh, student government and other activities within their school. And they are here to help us to understand what we are talking about and give us feedback from what they have learned. Wonderful. Okay, so um, let's begin with your first guest. Could you introduce her? Oh, yes. Okay, the first guest I'm going to introduce is Representative Geraldine Thompson, representing the state of Florida. Hello, Ms. Thompson, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Great. Uh, it sounds like you guys are doing a phenomenal job. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I represent the Orlando area in the Florida legislature. I am the first African-American female uh, to represent that area in the Florida House of Representatives. I am also the founder of the Wealth Built Museum of African-American History and Culture. So I have done uh, research, I have documented the history of African-Americans in Orlando. And in every community there is someone or an organization that does that. And it's very important to get that information out to the general uh, population. And I, that's what we uh, expect to accomplish with the African-American History Tour. Well, how did you come about learning about uh, this organization? Can you just give me a, a, a brief... This particular organization? Right. In this event, how did you uh, The Florida House of Representatives, we fund uh, a task force that has the... Uh, we charge the task force to put together a curriculum, learning activities, lesson plans, etc., that we can get to the 67 counties in Florida and include that information so that our school children will know that Florida history uh, and African American. 
Okay. It seems like you are a pretty on, hands-on type of a, a politician. I am hands-on, and I bring to the legislature the experience of having actually uh, put together a history of Central Florida that otherwise would not exist. And I have seen the difference that it makes in terms of the achievement of African-American youngsters who many times don't have very positive images of themselves. And if they knew uh, of people like themselves who did so many things, accomplished so much before uh, they were here, then I think they'd have a different outlook and, you know, your, your mindset is so important. And they'd have a different mindset and therefore they would understand that achievement is part of our history and being smart is cool. Uh, unfortunately, many of them at this point don't think that being intelligent and being smart and achieving academically is a cool thing or a smart thing to do. Now let's go back and let's make this a little bit more personal. Um, as a youth and your experience as a student, what was it like when you had to learn history or social studies? And what is it that you would like to see um, as, a, as a difference being made today in the classroom? When I was a, a young girl, I attended segregated schools. I attended Robert Russell Moton Elementary School in uh, South Dade County in Perrine. And I learned that uh, Robert Russell Moton was affiliated with the uh, Tuskegee Airmen in uh, Alabama. There is a Moton Field where the Tuskegee Airmen trained. And so there was a, a, a pride in being a student at Robert Russell Moton, so I knew who he was. I attended high school at Mays High School that was named for Dr. Benjamin Mays, who was president of Morehouse College. And he was one of the mentors of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. So we were uh, instilled, it was instilled in us a pride for the accomplishments of African-American people. And what happened when I had children and they were in the public schools here in the state of Florida, they did not get this information. And so I would uh, have to provide the information to them when they were at home. And then when my children got of age in middle school and high school, I said to them, you need to suggest to your teacher, you need to suggest to your principal that there be some uh, celebration or recognition of African-American history, and I want you to volunteer to lead that effort. And so uh, we, we were activists in terms of making sure that wherever they went to school, that they not only uh, had the information, but they were able to share it with other people. But it, it shouldn't be the responsibility of a child to lead adults. And mm -hmm. so my thinking was the adults at these schools need to, to be the people who are uh, bringing this information to the students. Now, when Brown versus the Board of Education um, happened, do you think that the goal was to demolish all of these schools that you just mentioned that instill pride in history? Or was it really to just say, give us equal taxation, give us the same amount of funding as you do to white schools? What is your take on that? And if you could reform education, would you uh, rebuild your schools, the schools that you went to, and say, let's start all over? I, I'm not saying we want to segregate, but these schools should be restored and funded equally. Well, the goal of the Civil Rights Movement was 
to achieve inclusion and diversity within public education. Unfortunately, the way that leaders at that time thought that they had to achieve that goal was through closing all of the African-American schools and busing our children out of their communities into other uh, neighborhoods and not uh, appreciating or celebrating their culture and where they had come from. And I think that was misguided, and I think that we are uh, reaping, unfortunately, uh, some of the problems that we're having now as a result of that thinking back in the in the 60s. And I, I, I'll admit that I, I have a very soft spot when it comes to the closing of these historical schools. We have a school in New Jersey, Bordentown School, founded by ex-slaves, um, pattern after Tuskegee, and it's now a prison. And most of the people inside of the town walk by this uh, juvenile detention center and have no clue of the, the, of the history of the school. So, you know, I, I think, you know, for one, I would like that school restored back to uh, the way it was intended to be used. Uh, do you have I think if we make an investment in, in young people and equip them uh, with knowledge and information uh, and build their self-esteem, we can redirect some of the resources that we're putting into juvenile detention. I think it's a matter of uh, pay up front or pay on the back. If you pay up front, then you have productive citizens. If you pay on the back, you're warehousing people, you're paying to incarcerate them, and a large segment of the African-American population in Florida, uh, Texas, and a lot of other places are incarcerated. And uh, I think that's because many times they don't know who they are. They don't know their history. And so this particular tour and this particular project is so important so that our young people can be involved academically, not only in sports, but academically in everything that uh, goes on and everything that's available to them in, in this country. And we can redirect the resources that we're using in states like Florida to keep people in prison, to give them marketable job skills so that they can have gainful employment. Wonderful. Right. Um, I know there's someone else, and I'm enjoying this conversation, but I don't want to be rude to. I am. I'm Dr. Annette Um I'm a professor of comparative African and African diaspora language, history, and culture. I'm also a member of the State of Florida Task Force on African American History, a member of the UNESCO USA Project uh, called TST, an education project uh, to break the silence about the transatlantic slave trade uh, because people find it very difficult to engage the horrors of the slave trade, but we must deal with it and look at that legacy. I'm also a member of the Federal Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Corridor Commission. I am an alternative elect for the state of Florida. Uh, so this has been um, an exciting um, adventure. As a matter of fact, the complete title of our tour, African American Heritage Tour, an educational adventure. Mm. I'm co-chairing this particular project with 
wonderful. Now, I'm very interested in Bella. Could you explain exactly what it is? I know we only have a short period of time, but there's something very unique and divine about how the Bella people were able to preserve their African traditions. Now, um, let me see if I understand your, your question. You think there's something unique and divine about the achievements of African people after having survived uh, the Holocaust of slavery? Is that, yes. is that what you're asking me? That is true, but even so, more so with the Gullah Nation. Oh, the Gullah. Okay, I understand. Yes, well, the... Uh, the reason that the uh, Gullah Geechee culture has uh, been able to retain so many aspects of their African heritage uh, is basically because of the isolation along the Sea Island uh, corridor of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and parts of Florida as well. And uh, recently, uh, we have extended what we consider the Gullah Geechee Corridor to include St. Augustine, Florida because of the fact that it was a haven for those who were escaping from slavery um, out of North Carolina, the Carolinas uh, and Georgia. Uh, at the time, Florida was Spanish Florida, and if those uh, Africans who managed to escape could get there, uh, the Spanish crown would award them their freedom. Just a few little caveats, though. Uh, a person had to declare allegiance to the Catholic Church and often had to agree to man the fort. So there were African people who, in alliance with Native Americans uh, that we call the Seminoles, a mixed group of, of uh, Native Americans who also were running away from the encroachment of Europeans into their territories, uh, allied themselves with African people who had escaped. And they fought, in fact, together uh, two Seminole Wars. Uh, George, uh, General Jessup, in fact, said that the Seminole War was not an Indian war, but really a Negro war. This is how he described it to the president. And, and uh, there's one other person uh, also. I understood that you said you were running out of time. No, I'm not running out of time. Okay, great. Uh, I know uh, Mr. Dupree had mentioned that you guys have to get back on the bus. Right. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't want you to get left behind. Right, but oh no, we won't get left behind because we um, have with us also Ms. Juanita Barton, and she is uh, the curator and the director of a very important museum that we had to bring the students to, um, a very solemn uh, part of American and African-American history. Uh, where we have brought the tour participants to honor one of the uh, first martyrs of the modern civil rights movement. This is Ms. Juanita Barton. Thank you. Hello. Hello, Ms. Barton. Um, it sounds like you're doing some incredible work. Uh, would you like to go into depth about your experience on this trip and you know how you got involved and why you think it's so important? I think you asked me how did I get involved and why do you think it's so important? Why do I think it's so important? Right. Um, I heard the word earlier, infusion. Mm -hmm. We bring a piece that very few people know about. We bring a piece to Harriet Harriet D. Moore, who were the first civil rights leaders really to uh, be assassinated uh, simply because they were trying to set up avenues for 
quality as far as education was concerned, the justice system was concerned, education was concerned. Uh, so they are the pre-Martin pre Luther King group of people. So many times we forget that there were people before Martin Luther King. Is that a, is that a coincidence or is that by... Um by design, that we forget it, that we think it's all about Martin King. So the 
are planters of the area, of South, especially in South Carolina. Also, uh, in Indigo, they were experts with Indigo. They were artisans, in, so they were very expert in the decorative arts. Also, you take basketry. Uh, we, even today, we find if you go to the uh, Gullah Geechee areas, they're still creating baskets in the same way that they have been doing for centuries in Sierra Leone and as well Liberia. Uh, so we also know if you go to the patent office in Washington, D.C., you will find a huge array of inventions uh, by African people who were enslaved here. So we know that they brought so many skills and intellectual abilities as well as artistic abilities. And I'd just like to add, for the record, Henry E. Baker is uh, a black man who chronicled those inventions back in the 1800s. So what you're saying is so true, and we definitely need to um, promote and uh, resurrect our history on a daily basis, not just the, um, the month of February. But uh, can we talk about the logistics exactly, you know, the stops, um, some of the most intriguing stops or profound stops? Okay. Well, as we wrap up here uh, on our way back to the bus, okay. we began our trip in the Tampa Bay area, and this was an area where the Maroons had developed settlements, and still today we have all-black towns such as Beesville, where the people are very uh, covetous of their self-determination. We moved from there to the state capital, uh, and we visited um, a museum there which shows some of these in the inventiveness of African people on the campus of Florida A&M University, which is the flagship historical black college and university in the state. We moved from Tallahassee to Jacksonville, uh, where we have Duval and Nassau counties. Uh, we visited Amelia Island and American Beach, where this is, which is part of the Gullah Geechee Coast. And in Jacksonville, we visited one of the oldest colleges in the state of Florida, the Everwaters College, built in 1866 and opened in 1867. We also visited Jerkyville, uh, a very important community where uh, Dr. Johnetta Cole had lived as a child, um, and she is the executive director of the Museum of African Art today. We moved from there to Daytona Beach and visited the grave site and home of Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune. Mm. We at Mayor at uh, Bethune Cookman, uh, Miss Sherry Dupree gave a presentation on the Rosewood um, Foundation archives because she is an archivist for the Rosewood um, Foundation uh, that commemorates the massacre uh, at Rosewood that they made the movie about. Right. We moved there here to here where we are now in Brevard County where Harris e. Moore was assassinated along with his wife uh, in 1954. 51, sorry. And we're headed now with Representative Geraldine Thompson to Orlando, and she is going to guide us on a tour of the historic black neighborhoods, as well as a tour of the museum that she founded, the Wells-Built Museum of African American History and Culture. There's a special exhibit on African American music before the crossover, and we will end our tour there, followed by sessions. And I think she is going to say one more thing about uh, the conclusion of the tour. Wonderful. Uh, as we look back, we also look forward. We want uh, the young people to know that there were people uh, who made outstanding contributions.
contributions to our country and who in fact helped us get to the point where we are today. We also want them to know about contemporary individuals and so we'll be focused on that and talking about some of the contemporary people uh, during the tour in Orlando where we have uh, an African-American sheriff, we had uh, an African-American police chief who is now a candidate for uh, Congress, uh, you have African-American legislators, we are 20 minutes away from the town of Eatonville. Mm, I know, Zora Neale Hurston, right? I'm sorry? Zora Neale Hurston's town. Zora Neale Hurston. Uh, and so we're 20 minutes away from Eatonville, which has uh, an all-black city council, black mayor, etc. So we want to look back, but we also want to look forward, and that's why this tour is so important. Wonderful. And I can't commend you enough for what you're doing, and I think that this, this is going to grow and grow. I'm looking forward to participating next year for sure. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.